We are again finding ourselves in the Gospel of Mark this morning. I, I love the Mark Gospel. Um, it was the first Gospel that was written. Um, and uh, I think if I had to title Mark's Gospel, I, I could borrow from an old television show where one of the catchphrases for that show was, Just the facts, ma'am. Because that's what we find here in the Gospel of Mark. We, find, we don't find any flowery additions or wonderful stories. It's just the facts about the life of Jesus. So this morning we are going to Mark's Gospel, chapter 1. And we will be hearing and reading verses 21 through 28. They went to Capernaum. And when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then, there in their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsing him and crying with a loud voice came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of God's word. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for gospels like Mark that just give us the facts, that just give it to us in black and white, Lord so that we can depend on you to lead us from that point into relation and guiding of our everyday steps, Lord. And we thank you for that. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, here we are, 11 days into a new presidential administration. And the politicking continues. Here in 2021, fresh off of a, an election, we all can see and we can know all almost that there is to know about political power and authority. We see strong leadership and we see those that we consider less than. You know, those who seemingly have very little authority or power. And interestingly enough, in that setting, our setting, our context this morning, that is exactly where we find ourselves in this text from Mark. Our scripture takes place, instead of a political arena though, it takes place in the synagogue. 
with the scribes and Jesus. The scribes with their vast knowledge of scripture and Jesus, the son of a carpenter. Can't you just see the setting of that scene? In the synagogue, the presiding elder will stand and they will read the scriptures. And when they are finished reading the scriptures, they open the floor, if you will, for anyone who would like to stand up and expound on what they heard or give an opinion of or share words, perhaps, that had been revealed to them through the scripture. So that person will come up and they will address the people at that time. And it was right here at that moment that Jesus steps up on the floor of the stage of the synagogue. Now, in a worldly sense, in a worldly sense, Jesus did not have any kind of power whatsoever, whether it was political or otherwise. But did you notice the scripture says he steps up with authority, with authority. Now, I had to look up that word, and I'm a word nerd, so I like to do those kinds of things to get a full meaning and an understanding of, uh, of a word that I'm looking up. And authority is an originally a French word. It's a French word, and I like to try to pronounce that French word, but I would slaughter it so bad, I, I would not do it justice. But what it means is literally the power to enforce obedience. Authority, the original meaning of the word, means the power to enforce obedience. Now, all around us, we see authority, do we not? We see parental authority. We see military authority. We see religious authority. We see civil authority. And unfortunately, we have come to live in a culture who practically demands that we question authority in every arena, at every time, at every turn. There are many of us, notice how I phrase that sentence, there are many of us who don't like to be told what to do. Ouch! <laughs> And we don't like to be told when or how to do it. <laughs> do you remember back in the 60s when people were encouraged to question authority? Civil disobedience was seen across college campuses nationwide. 
It was encouraged at public gatherings. And can't we say that we see that very thing even today? Civil disobedience was everywhere at that point. Uh, now, y'all know that I'm a music person, and I like all kinds of music. And back in the 80s, one of my favorite musicians was John Mellencamp. And he had this wonderful song that he came out with. It was called the Authority Song. And there's a line in that song that goes, I thought, I thought authority and authority always wins. Do you remember that song? I thought authority and authority always wins. And it goes on and on and on. Love that song. Love John Mellencamp. But even in our television back in the 80s, remember Malcolm in the Middle? Do you remember what his theme song was? The original title of the theme song was called Boss of Me. But the theme and the line in the music goes, you're not the boss of me now. And any of you that watched Malcolm in the Middle used to understood exactly what that meant. Today, we are seeing rises in the different kinds of militias across the country. We are seeing groups that are forming and coming together with attitudes that are almost an in-your-face with the questions, who do you think you are? And who made you the boss? Questioning authority. We all question authority. But we really shouldn't be surprised. It's not anything new to the 21st century. People have been questioning God's authority from the very beginning of humanity. From the very beginning of humanity, people have been questioning God's authority. Here in our scripture, though, this morning, I found an interesting turn in Mark's gospel because the people recognized God's authority. They recognized God's authority. Even the evil spirits recognized God's authority. You see, the scribes teaching authority depended on what their knowledge, what they had studied, what they knew, what their interpretation of the Torah was, and how strictly they could adhere to those teachings from the Torah. But what Jesus does, he teaches with an independent authority an independent authority, an authority that came from God, an authority that came from God. Jesus is showing more authority than the scribes are teaching. But Jesus goes beyond just the teaching. 
He backs up what he says by what he does. What a novel idea. <laughs> what a novel idea. But we see him going beyond the teaching when he exercises the evil spirit out of the man that was in the temple. So he didn't just preach on or teach on, he lived on. And he did what he said out of the authority that he had from God. That is a confirmation, if you will, of the authority that he carried from God. What, te what Jesus teaches is different from what they were hearing from the scribes who sometimes it seemed taught the same old stuff the same old way. But Jesus' teaching was different. He taught with that authority and then with deeds of power. As Mark described it, he's not presenting, though, a new teaching, but he's just giving a different interpretation. Now, isn't that what we do today? You have, yeah, I love to hear people come up and say, you know, I was listening on TV and so-and-so preacher preached on the same exact thing you did. He used the same scripture, but he taught something totally different. It comes down to interpretation. Jesus' interpretation of the scriptures is what was different. The word didn't change. He read the same things that we read. But his interpretation was different. And it proved to be more relevant to the people that were gathered there in the synagogue. You see, the people knew that Jesus had authority, especially if they had been at the riverside when Jesus was baptized. And they were able to witness about the Holy Spirit, the dove coming down and resting, God's authority being passed down and laid upon and confirmed to Jesus at his baptism. So they knew it because they had witnessed it. But now they're able to hear and to see in practice what they witnessed at his baptism. He was given that authority at his baptism and he was exercising his authority there in the synagogue. And what was interesting about Jesus, now we, we all know if we've ever done any kind of Bible study of any kind that usually the prophets or whoever, when they quote somebody else, it'll say, you know, who they quoted, or they'll say if it's authentic, thus saith the Lord. We all know that that thus saith the Lord is what identifies a teaching as a true word from God. Jesus didn't do that. Jesus didn't do that. He didn't quote anybody else, and he didn't have to say, thus saith the Lord. Listen to what he said. 
Verily I say unto you. Verily I say unto you. There's that authority right there, right there. Mark doesn't go on as, as Mark wouldn't do. He wouldn't go on to give us the content of the message, but I sure would like to have heard it at that point. But he simply gave us Jesus' example of divine authority. Jesus' way of teaching something radically different. And the summation of Jesus' message was that God's kingdom was here right now. God's kingdom is here right now. Jesus not only spoke with authority, though, like I said, he lived his life in that authority. He lived his life in that authority as one who had authority. And the interesting thing about that is, if we are Christians, we too have that authority. We have the very same God-gifted authority that Jesus did. How many of us live like we know we have that authority gifted to us by God? But for us, it comes through the Holy Spirit. It flows to us through the Holy Spirit. And what the Holy Spirit does is it moves us. The authority of Christ moves us towards inclusion of everyone, not exclusion if you don't look or act the part. The authority that we have been given through Jesus Christ is the good news that includes the least, the last, and the lost. Jesus' authority gives us permission, if you will, to value people over rules and traditions. Now, there was a time that that would probably get me kicked out of a sanctuary. Hear those words again, though. Jesus' authority gives us permission to value people over rules and traditions. And that's exactly what Jesus showed in the temple that day. He valued that person with the evil spirit over the rules and the traditions of that day. It flew in the face. And that's what Jesus' authority gives to us. And we see that in Jesus' life in the scriptures over and over and over again. Jesus acting in authority, bringing about healing and blessing. 
Now, was he a radical? Yeah, he was a radical. But he was not a disruptive in your face. He did not do what he did through manipulation, if you will. He did it simply through who he was. Simply through who he was. Jesus' authority drew people to him. It drew people to him. Jesus doesn't need to argue. He doesn't need to get in our face. But what he does is he affirms the fact that he alone is sufficient. Whatever is going on around us, he alone is sufficient. He not only speaks the truth, if you will, he is the truth. He is the truth. Jesus' authority lay in the fact that he was living as God's servant. His authority was in the fact that he was living as God's servant. Ah, now we finally reach the part in the message that connects the story in Mark to mine and your life. That part that makes this story relevant to who we are and what we do on a daily basis. We as Christians are to live in God's authority and being His servant. It's not about any kind of power trip for us or a one-upmanship for us. It's not about judging others. It's not about trying to herd more people into church than the church up the street. It is about honoring God by being His servant and serving humanity. It's about honoring God by serving God's people. It's as simple as that. Jesus' authority was like this amazing confidence that not only was a part of who he was, it was just a part of his aura, his confidence. And he walked in that, and he worked in that, and he lived in that. He walked and lived in that confidence that what he said and what he did was God's will and God's truth. So I hope that today we can leave this place Realizing that we have that same truth and authority that's God's through the Holy Spirit. And that we too can walk out and live in that confidence that Jesus Christ himself 
had. Honoring God and serving humanity. That's almost t-shirt worthy, isn't it? Honoring God and serving humanity. Jesus' authority and his kingdom invites us to imagine a different world and to live and to walk toward that difference in the authority given to us by Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Almighty God, such mighty, powerful words, Lord, for our tiny little ears to hear and to comprehend. Lord, because we would never assume to put ourselves anywhere near your level of power and authority. But Lord, the work that you did for us on the cross did just that. And when we walk in relationship with you, Lord, we do have that authority and that power and ability to honor God and to serve humanity just as your son Jesus did. Oh, Lord, may it be so. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.